coming to you from the Coachella Valley and Los Angeles. Welcome to Is This Your Playlist with your hosts Mark and Kedrick, bringing you the best of music each week with memories, opinions, and the songs you have to have on your playlist now. Series 4 of Is This Your Playlist starts now. Playlisters, how are you doing tonight? I'm Kedrick. And I am Mark. And we are, is this your playlist? And we <laughs> are, and we are, is this your playlist? And uh, we're on uh, series four, episode number 47. And tonight we're going to be talking about the new Erasure album called The Neon. And uh, we're going to review it, our, some of our favorite songs. And then after that, we're going to talk about like, our greatest moments uh, with the band because we've had many of them. So uh, Mark's got some music stuff he wants to talk about. Take it away, Mark. Yeah, the first thing I wanted to mention was a new song by E.G. Daily. She just put out this song and video yesterday, and I think it'll be streaming digitally and for purchase probably on Friday. And um, I want to mention it because it's for it's all for a really good cause. The song is called Don't Worry About Me, and she did it to help a, a charity organization called LCA which stands for Last Chance for Animals. And she's a big um, foster of animals. She fosters lots of chihuahuas and small dogs and older <laughs> dogs. And so she, she put out this really uh, beautiful song and video to help them. So go check that out and then, you know, raise a couple bucks for the puppies. And where can, where can they go to find that? Well, I believe, like I said, it wasn't streaming as of yesterday. The video is on YouTube, and I imagine on Friday when new music is officially released, it'll be on all the streaming services. Nice. And who is E.G. E. Daily again? Who is E.G. Daily? She's Dottie from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. She's and Babe the Pig in Babe 2. And? She's a Powerpuff Girl. And? Then Valley Girl. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Which you just saw for the first time. Yeah, for the first time ever, all the way through. That's crazy <laughs> to me. Um, it was it was as eighties as I thought it would be. It wasn't that bad. She was worse than he was. He was all right. She was just I don't know that smile. Just like it drove me nuts. Really, she was a great character, but you know. But then I had to watch Jim and the Holograms again the third for the third time, and I actually like it now. I, I mean, I don't, not that I like it, but it's not as atrocious as it was. Before. It's it's not as bad as I heard it was, Tim made me watch it recently. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Tim, if you can hear that. <laughs> he, can't, he can't hear. He's in the other room. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, the Erica Raymond thing was really just lame. The Misfits thing was cool, though. That was cool, but it's like, really, you guys left that open as if there was going to be a sequel? They closed it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You didn't get to any of the good stuff with the Misfits because the movie bombed. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't. Yeah, I mean Kesha as um, Pizzazz. Oh my God, it, that would have been good. That would. So. So. Did I hear anything? I was th I was trying to think if I heard any. I think this week was kind of uh, slow because I think I listened to everything last week. I've just been listening to old stuff. I mean, mostly what I've been listening to this week is what we're about to talk about. Yeah. All right, so Mark and I are going to be talking about uh, one of the most popular duos uh, ever 
in pop music history and they're called Erasure. And um, we're gonna go ahead and give you a brief history of the band, you know, just in case you've been under a rock. So go ahead, Mark, who are they? They are Vince Clark and Andy Bell. <laughs> they, uh, from 1986 to 2007, they had 24 consecutive top 40 hits in the UK. And 17 of those were top 10s. And surprisingly, only they only had one number one, which was Abba-esque. That is really shocking, actually. <laughs> um, in, 19, in 1984, excuse me, in 1989, they won the Brit Award for Best British Group. That was their year, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a huge, that was a huge time. Um, so they've had three U.S. Top 20 hits, Chains of Love, Little Respect, and Always. Uh, in 2018, they picked up the AIM Independent Music Awards for Best Live Acts. Uh, in 1991, they won the Ivor Norvello Award for Blue Savannah off of their album Wild, and it was the most performed work. Andy Bell is absolutely a gay icon. And uh, Vince Clark is a legend. He has created Depeche Mode and... Yazoo. And The Assembly. And Erasure, of course. Yes, and they're going 35 years strong. And uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about their album, uh, the new album, and then we're going to talk about some of our uh, best moments. So uh, just keep it here on Is This Your Playlist? Hey, this is Brent from Probe 7, and you're listening to Is This Your Playlist? Stay tuned for more musical madness, crazy antics, and wicked opinions here on Is This Your Playlist? Hey, playlisters, this is Mark, and I'm here with Kedrick once again. And like we said earlier, today we are talking about the brand new Erasure album called The Neon. Yes. It's their 18th, it's their 18th album in 35 years. Self-produced. And their highest, highest charting UK album in 26 years, I believe. It hit number four in its debut. That's amazing. You know what? It's funny with Erasure. Um, <clears throat> as you know, I mean, you follow them since the start. Like, they go through phases where they, they try and get kind of serious, like that the Erasure album would stay with me. <clears throat> and then they kind of, like, produce one for themselves that was kind of not good. Love Boat. <laughs> Love Boat, yeah. And um, this one, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if you thought this, but like when I was listening to it, I was like, this sounds just like Wonderland. It sounds so simple and simplistic. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was. I've listened. I had listened to it today just so I could, you know, have um, some vantage point stuff to write. And um, yeah, it's just. Um, it sounds like what it sounds like. What the next album from Wonderland would have been had the circus not come. Although it doesn't sound that different from any anything else, it's it's very just erasure to me. It's a very upbeat erasure, for yeah. the most part. Well, I mean, you know, they had, like I said, they've had they've had albums to me that were just kind of like a little bit like, mm, you know, kind of like I mean, because we all like there's some albums we like better than others, and like World Be Gone. It was all right, but it didn't it didn't thrill me. You know, Vince said initially this album was you know started as a reaction to that um you know to just do something more upbeat it's funny how depeche mode and erasure like when they when they release like records that are so serious and political because depeche mode did spirit 
around the same time as that one, so I don't know. Yeah, something else Andy Andy said about it was, um, he said, I wanted to create the same feeling I had as a teenager, discovering OMD in Japan for the first time. So that's pretty cool. I, I If you know, it could be a good starting point if you're just hearing about Erasure. Like you could, you know, play this album and certainly fall in love with them. I mean, yeah, every, every song's good. Every song is good. Um, there's two there's two standout tracks for me um and i'll talk about one right now i mean my favorite song on the album is a song called careful what i try to do yep that's really good and um it's my favorite song on the album because when i was listening to it the first time i was driving down the street here in palm springs and and um you know it took me down <laughs> um what what i mean by t- take me down was um you know um the lyric, it's lyrically for me, it's the it's the best lyrics on the album, and it kind of hits hits home to me because you know it reminds me of Steve, my ex, and you know just it was it just really took me by surprise. I think that's why it's my favorite song because it really just like it brought up an emotional thing. And um, yeah, they they both said that they were just in a really good place and they synced up really well. Yeah, so that's so that's why that's my favorite song on the album. And um, what's what's one of yours, Mark? Um, I mean, God, there's so many that I like. I, it, you know, it's, I guess it's obvious because it's the first single, but the album starts with such a bang with Hey Now, Think I Got a Feeling. And the opening lyric to the whole album is, I hear the bebop through my brain, I feel the pill pop in my heart. And it's just a blast of synthesizers coming at you. And the uh, they did a great lyric video that's just all neon, neon art, neon lettering. And, um, yeah, it's. I think it's like an, a, perf- a perfect Erasure single and a great, great way to start off the album. It's gonna be. A good, I, I have a feeling it's gonna be a good tour. They're always good, but like, I think it's gonna be a. Yeah. Yeah, I think like seven out of the ten albums or seven out of the ten songs on here are pretty much like bangers. Yeah. So hopefully, ho- hopefully they'll play quite a bit of them live. Well, yeah, and, and you know how they are sometimes with albums, they'll play like two or three or four and i know it's usually not enough because like i really follow the new music i don't want to just hear the old songs i want to hear you know what you're promoting i'm here for it and yeah this is definitely one where they could play you know they could play those seven or eight songs and have a great show nice um i also uh, my second favorite song on the album is um nerves of steel and uh for me that's it's it's that awesome second track and it just reminded me of like reunion from the first album and hideaway it was like that second song that you'd never heard before you played it and it's just like oh my god that's so it brought up an emotional thing um it's yeah i mean it just it sounds like 1985 i mean i'm it blows my mind yeah yeah Yep, yep, yep. And it's got a great video full of drag queens. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. It's a fun video. Um, I've seen it. Um, Fallen Angel is another one of my favorites. Um, it's really got these soaring vocals that Andy does so well. And it's a really, it's the kind of song you just want to sing from the top of your lungs. And he just, he just belts it out as he does so well. And the music is just, um, it's very uplifting to me. It gives me a little Heart of Stone, Phantom Bride kind of vibe. God. Two of my favorites from The Innocents. Yeah. Heart of Stone. 
Artistone will always go down in, I think, with most Erasure fans is like, really? That wasn't a single? I mean... Well, I think it was all, it was always that and Phantom Bride, which they did put out as a single, like from a Greatest Hits album. And there is a remix of Heart of Stone on it as well. Yeah. What they put out. Um, there's one song on here, I, I can't remember exactly which one it is, but it, it's... There's a lyric and they go, oh, oh, or oh. something like that. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. I like that one too. I Wait, that's uh, that uh, shot a satellite, I believe. And I could see like um, the girls. The yeah, girl. the backup, the backup girls. <laughs> yeah, oh. There's a real. Have you heard the remix of it? I have not. If it's if it is shot a satellite that you're thinking of, there's a remix by Initial Talk. Mm -hmm. That's really good. You can find it on YouTube. I don't think it's come out as a download, but it, it is online. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I'm so glad that you know it did well for them in the charts because um, I mean, I don't even know how how much they really like care about that anymore. Charts. Unfortunately, their singles don't really chart anymore. No one's doing. Yeah, but no. Uh, yeah, most legendary acts don't it, don't hit the singles charts. Um, and even I mean, what it takes to hit number four in the album chart is not a whole heck of a lot. But that's just the sad state of you know the music biz these days. A Andy said in an interview, I think I think he said something like, "You would have to be a scientist to figure out how the charts work these days between streams and downloads and physical purchases and, and all the different options." Yeah, that was yeah. I remember when they changed. It was sort of like I just I don't know. I didn't I didn't think it was going to be good. And um, it just I don't think it's I don't think it's good. Just, I mean, when I remember like that last Ed Sheeran album, like there was one week, a couple weeks in the UK charts, the top 10, nine of them were from that album. I was just like, okay, that's ridiculous. Right, yeah, it shouldn't be able to chart. That's why like a single, what's a single? We've talked about it before. It becomes meaningless when any album, any album tracks can chart if they get streamed enough. It's just all very weird, all very weird. Um, anyway, any any other favorites for you? Um, I mean, I like them all, but you know, you know, we can't talk about all of them. But um, I would say go and buy the album. Um, if you like, if you like '80s sounding, you know, uh, synth pop, it's, it's, yeah, you're gonna like it. Get the physical releases. It comes on a beautiful neon orange vinyl, and uh, like a cassette, and a CD that's like copper embossed with that comes with postcards. It's all very nice. You got that. And yes, my package did arrive in time to tell you about that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm gonna move on. Are we okay to move on? We're okay. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. So, playlisters, we'll, we will be back uh, momentarily. So, uh, take a listen to this ad from our sponsor, and Mark and I will be back on. Is this your playlist? Hey, this is Steve, and you're listening to Is This Your Playlist with Kedrick and Mark. Yay! Welcome back to Is This Your Playlist. I'm here with Mark. Here I am. And we are talking today about Erasure, Andy Bell, and Vince Clark. And we just reviewed, um, you know, their new album called The Neon. 
And uh, now Mark and I are going to talk about our kind of greatest moments, greatest hits, uh, things that have happened with the band. And um, I've seen them a lot. I, I went to, I actually went to count how many times I've seen them, but I got lost. I know, I know, I've seen them more than anyone else. Yeah, I think, I think, like the Go Go's and probably you with Duran Duran, I've lost track. I just can't remember. I mean, we've never. I haven't missed a tour. I mean, I missed the very first tour, Wonderland, only because I was too young to get into the club. But I've seen everything since, and sometimes multiple dates. Yeah, don't talk to me about the Palace in 1987 because I couldn't go. Cause I oh, was, that one I was at. I, I was not old enough. Yeah, that one was my first. <laughs> so, uh, so, the four, so I have four greatest moments, um, and they're more dates than thing than physical things, but so so March so my first one is May first, nineteen eighty six, and that was when Wonderland came out. And for me, it started it started it all off because um, and I we talked about this on one of the episodes. Um, I went to see I went to go uh, to the warehouse to get Level Forty Two's World Machine, and right above that in the record uh, in the record stack was Horatio Wonderland, and I didn't know, even know it was out, so I bought it and. I mean, I just listened to it and listened to it and listened to it. I think I knew all the words within like three days. Um, I had the, and I know you did too, the double pack, Who Needs Love Like That and Heavenly Action. And um, I just loved it. And it's just, it's so like, and I say this a lot, it's so simplistic in the way that it's put out, but it's so amazing. But in the world of pop, Wonderland was a failure. Yeah, it was very, very overlooked, which Vince wasn't used to being overlooked. But that's, but I think that's what kept him interested because he's always said that the other two, like their success was really quick. Instant, and yeah, it was very instant. Uh, yeah, they, they really talk about how like doing all the small gigs and college tours and stuff like that really, I think it helped them bond. You know, maybe that's part of the reason why they've lasted as long as they have, while the other groups did not. Yeah, um, and, you know, standout tracks. I mean, they're all so good, but reunion. I mean, not re I no, love reunion. <laughs> um, love is a loser, which yep. was amazing. Um, Pistol off the British album. Right. Cry so easy. I mean, it was so good. And I don't know about you, but when I heard him he love like that the first time, I'm like, uh, this guy sounds like Alison Moyet. Yeah, I think everybody thought that, and he and he. Um, Again, in a recent interview, he was talking about how he used to sing along, particularly to uh, Allison's first solo album, Alf. <laughs> and so he he picked up, I mean, I think he naturally has similar qualities, but then even more so because he was singing like her. And, you know, he shortly, you know, from, from then he shortly went to, uh, you know, meet Vince and, and there it was. So a lot of people thought it was just Allison again. Yeah, and it's, and it's funny how like um, Vince, it was supposed to be just one single, Who Meets Love Like That. And uh, they must have gotten along, I mean. And see, I love Heavenly Action. That's probably one of my favorite singles, and it is one of the ones that's overlooked a lot. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so um, that just started off a love relationship with me and them, and, and they've been pretty consistent. There's been a couple of missteps, but <laughs> for the most part, they, they deliver us live especially, even if the album is not that good to me. Uh, sure. You're always gonna get a fantastic live show, always. So, what's uh, what's on? What's one of your greatest moments? Well, I guess, you know, when when the Innocents hit it big in the in America, 
you know, Wonderland probably got a little bit of play like on K-Rock and things like that. But then, um, you know, Little Respect and Chains of Love really exploded here. And they, what's that? You the circus. Well, yeah, the circus too. Circus definitely moved them in the right direction and they opened for Duran Duran during that time, which was fantastic, of course. Um, but I think when, the, I think the Innocence, you know, that was their most, that was their, you know, their biggest success here to date. Uh, Chains of Love hit number 14, A Little Respect got to 14. Oh, one of those was 12, one of them was 14. But, uh, they, they toured at the Palladium around that time, which they've now played many more times. I think it must be a favorite venue. And just like insanity at that show, because yeah, I think particularly in LA because we had K-Rock and Alternative Radio. Um, they got a lot of support here. Um, I can't remember who I took to the concert. Um, was that particular one? Huh? That particular one? Yeah, at the, at the Palladium. Yeah. Um, I don't remember who I took, but you could, and, and you're good at this, I'm good at this, and most people are good at this. You knew the people that were there to, that had only heard Chains of Love because oh yeah, in like the tutu and all that, people were just like, "What?" I mean, it was just funny to watch people around us. And uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a mosh pit at that show too. There was, there was actually, but I mean, <laughs> it was just you know, you know how it is. Remember when we were at OMD? It's like people were just on their phone, and then if you leave, comes on, and it's like, and then. It's, you know, you know who the, like Dave was saying, it's like, you know who the... Yeah, who the hardcores are and who the, like, fly-by-nights. Yeah, and the Innocence was... I, okay, here's the thing. I was shocked that Chains of Love was the song that made it. Because when it came out as a single, it was sort of like, I remember kind of thinking, okay. I, I didn't think there was anything special about Chains of Love. I, I did not think it... I didn't even think it should be a single. I thought Harder Stone should be a single. Phantom Bride, like we said. Chains of Love, I mean, I remember listening to the album, it, it didn't do anything for me, it wasn't. So when it came out, and it was big here, and of course, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, and you're racist on that. It's like, where were you in 1986? <laughs> when we were, when we were seeing them, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, that was an album where you could have almost dropped the needle anywhere and had a single. You know, Chains of Love was the, um, just like heaven, people are people, would I lie to you? You forgot River Deep, Mountain High. Well, yeah, B-sides, now you're getting deep. <laughs> That's a whole other show with Erasure. They've got lots of B-sides. B-sides. That's cool. Yeah, um, that was a, that was a good period, because, yeah, because they did go from, well, they ended up, after the next album, they were playing, like, big, big um, like, yeah. stadium for, like, the Forum and stuff. That was weird. Seeing. Absolutely, the Wild Tour. Yeah, it was sort of like, you know, it's like, okay, wait a minute, a year ago you guys were playing here, but you know, big up to them, they, they got popular and that's what happens. But Yeah, like three years before they were opening, you know, at, at the Forum, and, and next time they they had two sold out nights at the Forum. And that's a good lead into my second thing, July 25th, 1987, my life began. Um, <laughs> I saw Duran Duran and Erasure at the Forum, um, I had not seen Erasure yet because I didn't get to go to the palace and I'd never seen Duran Duran. So it was literally like the best show ever for me in my 17 years of life. 
It was like my favorite group of all time and my favorite group at the time at the palace. So Christian and I went to hang out in West Hollywood. So then, I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe a month later or something, he calls me up and he's like, Erasure's opening for Duran Duran. And I said, Christian, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Don't, because he because he liked to joke and kind of, you know, make, make stuff up. And I was like, don't do that. That's not cool. He goes, they are. And I looked in the little LA Times and it said it. And I was like, eee. And uh, we were very far up on the left, but um, Michael Damien was sitting behind us. Uh, this group, and I'm sure you know who they are. Do you remember Bang Bang? Yeah. They were sitting behind us. <laughs> so it was just this, it was a great show. And, you know, I mean, when Duran Duran came out, it was like, I mean. Don't know. forget the bangles. Bangles, yes. yes. Yeah, that's the night you were there, right? Yeah. Yeah, if she knew what she wants. Right. That's, yeah, getting onto different bands, but Bengals covered a Duran song, and Duran had uh, the Bengals sing the na 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 na's on the reflex. So it was what a night to see Erasure, Duran, and a bit of the Bengals. It was fantastic. Erasure was that, that was so simplistic too, because he came out in that little like rubber outfit or whatnot, and the and the the coat, the long. Yeah, coat. they weren't doing the big stage shows yet. That didn't happen until Wild. It was, but it was good though. I mean, it was it was great to see them. And I don't know how that you never really know how the support acts are because you kind of think that they're like you know really you know tight with the people depending on who it is. Um, so I wonder if I wonder if they got treated well because I know that like Bross didn't get treated well. Yeah, some, sometimes it's like a, just a record company situation, but they weren't on the same label. So I wonder if they were you know actually handpicked. I could see what? that. I mean, because it was, I mean, it was the smartest, it was the smartest, um, you know, put together uh, that they could have thought of. Um, what's next for you, Mark? Well, again, I mean, it's Erasure's tours tend to be the highlights because they're always amazing. And you can't talk about Erasure tours without 1992's Phantasmagorical Entertainment Tour, which Ooh. is also known on video and DVD as the Tank, the Swan, and the Balloon. Ooh, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to like, um, we're gonna have to talk about what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, of course, I, I would imagine we would both have this down. So let's talk about it. They played for the, for this tour. They uh, instead of playing really large arenas, they played theaters. So, for instance, the Manchester Apollo, they played twelve nights. They played fifteen nights at the Hammersmith Odeon. And do you know how many nights they played at the Wiltern? Because I actually couldn't find that info. Uh, ten, because we were at seven of them. So ten nights at the Wiltern in Los Angeles. I saw that show in San Francisco because I was living in Northern California at the time. Um, yeah, we saw my best my best friend James at the time. We lived in Bakersfield, uh, California, which is about ninety minutes northeast of here, and uh, we saw it seven times. Oh my God! Five times in the front row because I worked at a Ticketmaster. I worked at Music Plus at the time, and like, oh yeah, I know, I know how that works real well. <laughs> one for me, one for you. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the here's the silly part: um, we would drive down for the show and drive back. Uh, oh, you you were in Bakersfield at the time, did you say? Oh. Why didn't you guys just? I don't know. Because I had to work. Yeah, and hotels are expensive and all that. Okay, let's talk about the best part of the show, shall we? Two words for you: voulez-vous. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say Abba Ask. I don't know that one song in particular, but it was pretty when the when the curtain lifted or whatever it did, and the Abba logo was lit up behind them. 
and that was the only time Vince danced. That first time I saw that, I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing. And did, did they play all four songs? They did, actually. All four of the ABBA songs from that EP? Which yeah, were there's... SOS, Take a Chance on Me, Boo Boo, and Lay All Your Love. Yeah. Um, oh, the, the show was split up into like separate sections, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. They all had names, which I've since forgotten, but... <laughs> You know, different stage sets. So there was the balloon, which was insane. <laughs> and it's so funny because, like, the first, like, we, I think the first night we went, we were in the, we were like in the third row, and then the next, the next four nights we were in the front. So and you know, so Andy comes out in the Swan or whatnot, and you know, he starts kind of singing. And after that, he looks at us, me and James, because like. I'm tall, James is tall, redhead. I mean, he looked like Opie Taylor. It's like you're right in the front. And Andy goes, I see a few of you are a glutton for punishment. <laughs> so, um, but what, 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 a, what a show. I mean, I, I, yeah, do, you now, the, um, do you have the DVD? Um, I have not gotten it. I did not get the DVD. Um, I've got a great bootleg um, C double CD of it. That's like amazing sound quality. I'm surprised it wasn't commercially released, but I definitely go back to that and listen every now and again. And they were uh, they were touring for chorus at that time. It was yeah. Well, that's the crazy thing. It was, it was chorus. It was Abba esque, and I think there was the first greatest hits album had just come out too. Mm. They hadn't toured for a bit because there wasn't really a, at least in the U.S. there wasn't a proper chorus tour. Yeah. Oh, I mean they they worked. I mean. They, they sang my favorite song, even though it was acoustic, um, Perfect Stranger. That was my, that's my favorite song off chorus. Oh, wow. Huh? I said, wow, that's different. Oh, what's yours? Off chorus? Oh, I don't know. Chorus. <laughs> There's probably tons. Okay. Well, what you, I'm sorry, you have to have a favorite song on everything. Sorry. <laughs> There's got to be one song that you like more than that. They just, they have so many songs, it's insane. Um... What else? What's your other? What's your next moment? Uh, March seventeenth, two thousand three, at the Mayan, L.A. Other people's songs tour. Yes. Um, uh, not my favorite album. Kind of thought at the beginning when I first got it, I was like, oh, you guys are being kind of lazy right now. But the show was great. You know, sound. Yeah, Vince. Vince had said on one of the interviews that um, he goes. He goes, I didn't really have much to do with that album. He goes, I picked that Peter Gabriel song and video killed the radio star, really. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but he said when they went to pick out the songs, that was his big contribution. Oh, I gotcha. So most of the song choices were probably uh, Andy's. Yeah, and so the, the, the part on that one that is my favorite moment is that my friend uh, Drew Warner, he somehow got backstage passes and I got to meet them and it was absolutely incredible and uh, when I saw Vince <laughs> I said um I said hi Vince how are you and he was like good and I said I'm a big fan of, of this band and the other two <laughs> he just he just kind of like he kind of looked at it and I was like gave him that look and he's like he's like cool man and I go can I have a picture and he's like, yeah so I have a picture of both of them separately so it was cool and Andy was nice and yeah that was cool. So that's uh, that was probably my greatest book. They're very nice. I've, I've I've met them on several several occasions, and I'm always been very sweet. And I don't know who needs to pay for a meet and greet when you can just go to Motherload and hang out with Andy. 
parallels for us people who don't go to bars. <laughs> I I met him there at one night, totally random. I was at a, a different, totally different event, and we just went to Motherload for a drink afterwards, and Andy was there. Right. That's a whole it's a whole of the story because Devin and I kind of finagled our way into that. It involved Andy leaving a message on my personal home phone. <laughs> yeah, see, some of us don't have the Midas touch like you going everywhere. <laughs> so I, I don't mind the I don't mind the paying for it. Depends like depending on who it is. I mean, yeah, sure. For me, Spandau was the first one, the first band that I ever did that for, and and it was great. So, um, well, that seems to be all the time that we have. So, Mark and I are going to come back with uh, quick honorable mentions, and uh, thanks for listening to us um, on this is your playlist. Number three. Staying home saves lives. Whether you have COVID-19 or not, stay home. We're in this together. Hashtag alone together. Number four. It's okay not to be a... It's okay to not be okay. While you stay home together, you can stay calm, you can stay connected, and stay active. So take a deep breath, call a friend or two, start a family dance party, and remember, we may be keeping our distance, but we're in this together. Welcome back to Is This Your Playlist with me, Mark, and Kedrick over there in Palm Springs. Hi, me, Kedrick. So we're just gonna talk about a couple more, couple more erasure items, favorite, I don't know. I don't know what you've got. I've got a couple more favorite shows and events to mention. Um, I was working at Virgin Megastore when the Cowboy album came out, and we got to have an in-store with them. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I worked there, I think. You were working there at the, at the time? So that was really fun. I got to meet them and get some pictures with them up in the manager's office before the event started. I just have, you know, for me and my honorable mentions were just uh, kind of songs that were not you know too much on the mainstream like some some of Andy's things like um, he has a song with Lena Lovitch called Rage which is really good. Uh, Katie Lang's No More Tears Enough is Enough and uh, that was good and um, probably I mean probably one of well let me think this probably is one of my favorite b-sides it might be my second favorite b-side okay so it's River Deep Mountain High yeah he sounds so amazing on that. I mean, he just sounds so amazing. It's early stuff, and he just sounds so amazing. But I think my favorite B-side is probably um, Dreamlight State <clears throat> from Star. Ooh, I'll have to go. Isn't that an instrumental? No? I'll have to go back and listen to that one. I don't recall. That's a good one. Oh, and I like um, Run Around in the Underground, too. Yeah, that's a great one. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, they really need to put out a box set with all their 
B-sides and little extras. I stumbled across something I'd totally forgotten about, which was a version of my favorite things from The Sound of Music with Melissa Etheridge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what the occasion for that was, but it, it found its way to me this afternoon, which was nice. That's funny. Um, yeah, well, weren't there, I mean, I, I have the box sets down. Yeah, the, the, four, the first four box sets, right? But do the, and do they have all the... Those have all the B-sides, yeah. Yeah, but it would be nice to have just like a box set just of B-sides or outtakes. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's tons of that. They do have a great box set out called From Moscow to Mars, which I don't think it's available at all anymore, but it's really, really beautiful set. They did a um, nice job on it. Somebody downloaded that for me. My friend Bill did, I think. He, I mean, he does that. I don't know how he, I don't know how he has time to do it. But. Yeah. They should do a B-Sides tour, can you imagine? Yeah, like like Kylie's anti-tour, something like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, they've just, they've always delivered, and, and you know, they are they must be in my top, they have to be in my top ten, at least. Oh my god, I think they're top five for me. Um, they might be like six or seven. Oh, and Andy's solo stuff can be really good, the, the music, but the few times that I've seen him live, when it's just Andy Bell, it's kind of like, mm, it teeters on dodgy, like whether. He's well, I think, and we, we mentioned, we talked about this before. I think because he doesn't have his own band, and so it's usually their track shows. But I, I have a fun fact about these shows, and this was um, the first time I saw this was I think the Retro Futura tour, which I happened to see in San Diego, um, and one of he had the Fembots. Do you remember the dancers that he had? Yep. I just found out that one of those dancers was Trinity the Tuck Taylor from RuPaul's Drag Race, before she was on Drag Race, of course. Yeah, that was the, I mean, that was the show that, you know, Steve and I went and we were just kind of like, I mean, he just, I don't know, he had like, he just had weird clothes on, like he had weird pants and he had this leopard skin thing. It just, I don't know what it was, but like when the racer, I mean, maybe Vince has something to do, like, he's like, okay, we gotta pull it together. But every time it's Erasure, it's flawless. Yeah, but he sang Atomic, so he made it for it. He did, he did, and I gave him a Blondie shirt. Yes, you did. Um, that's, which is one more thing about their touring, is like, we've talked about some of the huge shows that are big spectacles with props and sets and blah, 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 blah. But they can also, you know, more recently, everything's a bit more stripped down. The last, the light at the end of the world had a beautiful set. Just the square, the neon squares. But so much smaller than, you know, those, those big ones that they've done before. And with them, it just doesn't matter because when you've got that catalog of songs, that's all that matters. And they always deliver. They will always play something that's random. Like the um, Tomorrow's World Tour they did, You Surround Me. You could have punched me in the face. Because I love that song. It's my favorite song on Wild. And uh, I, was, I was listening to a CD, uh, a CD that came with the deluxe version of uh, Violet Flame. And I think it must have been a fan club uh, concert that they had done, you know, previous to the album coming out. Because it has Hideaway, Heavenly Action. Um, a couple others, things that they don't normally play. Well, they did that, they did this one tour that I saw a video of, and they were literally like in black pants and, and um, high top shoes. And it was just, they were just singing with the girls and they did heavily action and 
like all these weird ones. So I don't know, maybe that was it, or I don't know. They need to do something like that. They need to do Heavenly Action because it needs to get back in the set list. Yeah, it's definitely oh, a favorite. And on, on and on the last note, um, another should have been single from Wild. Which one? La Gloria. Oh my God, Mark! No, I was just kidding. Although I love that brother song, brother and sister. Don't yeah, know. that's a great song. Yeah. So, um, well, listeners, that's it for Erasure. Um, thank you for joining us. Okay, Mark. All right, so listeners, um, I'll be here next week. And if you're watching, Mark's gonna have a black eye. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, join us next week. And uh, thanks for listening to this playlist. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Mark. Thanks, everybody. Go by the neon. Okay. Is This Your Playlist can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. Please like and subscribe.